0: Business and people, your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show
1: started.
0: Welcome to the Agency Bud podcast. On the show, we talk to CEOs and founders, agency owners and business people about the challenges they've overcome and the steps they've taken to get to where they are. You can follow along at podcast.agencybud.com. On the show, we're going to be talking to somebody amazing. We're going to introduce that person in just a second. Don't forget to check out agencybud.com. Add in our software to your business and increase your recurring revenue with agencybud.com. Let's go and meet today's special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an absolute rock star on the show. I'm talking to none other than Sonny Mangan. Now, Sonny is the creative director and managing director of DesignWorks Media Group based up in Toronto. Now, Sonny actually graduated from Cornell University in the top 2% of marketing and and, uh, media creation of that year. He has worked with brands such as Nike, Adidas. He's worked with uh, sporting groups. He's worked with car companies like Mazda. Sonny is an incredible person when it comes to design, when it comes to being an absolute branding specialist, and it is absolutely my pleasure to welcome him to the show. Sonny Mangat, thanks, man, for joining us. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate that. I know what's going on?
0: Hey, dude. Now you've worked all over the world. Like I'm looking. I'm what. I'm. I'm seeing Qatar. I'm seeing. You know, obviously based now in Toronto as the as the managing director up there. Like you've gone all over the world. How did you get into design? Like, how did? What was the draw for you in in getting into that space?
1: Oh, wow! It started when I was a young kid. To be honest with you, uh, <clears throat> kind of always love design love looking at sports illustrated magazines i love sports i come from a sport background um my you know forefathers were Olymp- olympic athletes um i had a lot of you know athletes in my family so growing up i was always interested in like seeing all those magazines and all those books and all that stuff with like you know michael jordan and julius Irvin and all these people like in these magazines and I was always like, I want to do this one day. You know what I mean? Not having a clue of how I'm going to even get there, yeah. but it was always something from when I was a young kid that I wanted to do. Um, I was always kind of like creatively kind of inclined. I think it was something that was it was a God-given talent, I think. Yeah. Um, the more I kind of got to know myself as I got older and matured, I kind of, you know, you start to kind of settle in. But uh, yeah, I just uh, it was something from you know being a young kid wanted to get there, and you know took some steps, took the wrong steps here and there. I had a really good mentor who's um, actually one of my, my actually my best friend. Um, his father was a real big mentor for me besides my dad, um, probably the next biggest mentor to me um, in the sense of giving me the, the correct path and um, and where I need to go to get to where I want to be. So, uh, but yeah, it it was a good journey and, uh, you know, I'm here. Do you remember,
0: do you remember working on the Nike campaign, the Adidas campaigns and just like remembering back to to that, that young kid looking at Sports Illustrated and thinking, Oh my God, this is, this is the dream. You're putting the swoosh on that, on that visual and you're thinking to yourself, Oh my God, how did I get
1: here? And it's funny because when you're actually doing it, you don't even think about it. Yeah, right. You don't. You don't even. It's not even a thought on your mind. You just like you're thinking about creating and and you know rolling out and activating a successful campaign. Um, Adidas was actually really interesting. A lot of these things came from just networking. Wow. Uh, networking with people. You know, having you know being a social creature. Um, and being out there and putting yourself out there and meeting people and not working with people, being a good person and, and knowing how to uh, close a deal.
0: Is that something that you do proactively, Sonny? Like I, I speak to a lot of people running agencies and that kind of stuff. And uh, the, the question, how do we, how do we get clients? How do we fill the pipeline? How do we do all that sort of stuff? Is that, is that something that you're conscious of and consciously working on it, uh,
1: you know, regularly? I am conscious of it. You know, um, I used to get laughed at with the model that we've had in place since about 2000 and about 2005, 2006. Um, we used to have agency big wigs. We'd go into meetings and stuff and they'd sit there and they'd laugh at us. Oh, one of those guys working out of his garage with, you know, and probably, you know, partially where to blame as well, probably not being able to be able to communicate, um correctly enough in the in that time to be able to make them feel comfortable but you know it's funny how uh the world works it's kind of gone now you know kind of 180 or 360 where you know that model right now is the model of yeah what's going on absolutely Uh, but we used to uh, you know i used to get laughed at and um you know, our model is pretty good. We, we, we've done a good job with it. It's it's a successful model. It's working for us now. Um, I lost a little bit of what you, the topic, what you were asking about. So, um, so networking
0: specifically, like, you know, generating generating those contracts through people. Yeah. Go and, you know, being at, out there.
1: At the end of the day, I think um, working in the Middle East. Yeah. Was uh, really enlightening for me um, oh, to see how you know I'm a I'm a person of like geography and and history and stuff like that. But you know what I learned and whatnot throughout life, going and actually experiencing it. The Arabs are really smart in how they have their hands in a lot of different pies um, to bring success to them, right? Um, but part of it is networking, yeah, and 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 knowing like the people around you and using those people and to create a successful business. Wow. So, you know, I think networking is, is massive. Um, at the end of the day, it's it, the type of company that we are. We don't want to just have a client as a number. We want to be involved with them. We want them, we want to have a, a trust relationship, build that trust. Cause a lot of the clients that come to us, they've already gone through the whole Rigmarole of being screwed up over by an agency, and they they've had they have a really bad taste in their mouth. Right, mm. they spend a lot of time trying to build their trust, and once you do that, and if it works out successfully, everything blossoms. But yep. uh, I find that with when you're trying to bring leads and then do it in it like in those types of ways, but when you network and build a proper network of people and have people, that, you, you know, not. The word of mouth yeah. advertising that you that spreads is next to nothing. You know, it's worth its weight in gold.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like people coming to you, obviously, because then you've you've built that trust, you've built that circle, you've proven yourself in in different in, uh, environments, and you get introduced from someone who's a you know the marketing manager of Adidas, for example, introduce you to to the the next guy, and it's it's a done deal before you before
1: you. Yeah, it's like Adidas, like they, it was somebody that. I had a, a, a fellow work colleague through networking and he knew somebody at an agency downtown who were basically on, um, on on the task of creating the stick man campaign for Adidas, the impossible is nothing campaign. This was like back a while, like many years ago, but the budget was low.
0: Yeah.
1: They wanted to have something that was effective and they, they just didn't know. And this is an agency. It's a big agency with, you know, tons of overhead sales guys, all that, that big, big thing, right? Um, a little bottom feeder, like me would have no chance going in there to try to even get that project. But what happened was they couldn't execute it. They couldn't get it done. Yeah. But they had a lot of content um, because of licensing went up, you know, David Beckham and I think Zidane was in there, Zidane Zidane and you know they had a lot of content that they'd taken and they didn't know how to kind of like bring it all together yeah and because the budget was so low at that time we were working with flash and 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 just like old school Macromedia stuff back then before it changed into like what adobe's doing now but you know it was like low budget what can we do to like bring this all together so you know he, he knew this there's a Russian dude. Um, and he, he had links with guys in the agency and he's like, just, I got a guy. Nice. Um, and ended up, they ended up taking a chance. And you know, we did all the, uh, bridging between all the, the content, the video footage with stick Cause I was like low budget. So I'm like, I'm not going to spend a lot of time doing, you know, getting my guys and putting in the creative, cause there's a lot of things that come into play, you know, people, um, Clients that want to pay for the creative time that is spent, the thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it worked out. It was it was a successful campaign. would say did it absolutely, and, you know, kind of quick and dirty, and it worked out, and it ended up going. It was global.
0: Fantastic! That's such a cool story.
1: Do you do you see campaigns
0: that are global now, Sunny? Do you like you look at media, you look at digital creative, and you go, whoa, that's got like some serious cut through. Do does, what's a couple of campaigns that have done that for you?
1: Uh um I think I think what Nike's done lately um has been like not it's been top notch you know what yeah. I mean? what, they're, what they're doing with in terms of like taking like all the relevant social matters that are going on they've somehow take those social matters and use them very intricately and very like subtly mm. to like pass the message on and it actually bring so much more like in like more money and income to their business itself right and it becomes now like almost like a social like it's almost like a gospel you know what I mean they they yeah. just uh, launched that thing um, don't do it they, the other day It it's like, just a black you know with their Nike font amazing you know what I mean but they've been their creative team. I, I got to take my hat off to them straight up, man. They've been doing an amazing job for the last, I could say, honestly, like about three, four years now. Yeah, um, never, never they're doing it. Other than that, there's, a, I think, a company called Four Oceans that's doing um, cleanup in the oceans around the world. And nice. Yeah, I've seen that. And, stuff like that. and they're making bracelets. And what they've done, you know, limited budget, small startup, very simple idea. Um, And what they're doing, I think, is absolutely amazing. Not only like on the level of cleaning up the oceans, like a a global kind of like green initiative, plus like using that stuff and recycling, making it better and like great. Cool story yeah, cool story. Awesome. You know, those, those are probably the two top ones in my head right off the bat, to be honest. with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Sonny, you were saying that, um, uh, you had an amazing mentor, which was your, your best friend's father, in addition to yeah. your own father. And one of the, one of the things you said was that, uh, he helped you stay on the right path. And you mentioned, you know, you're taking a lot of wrong steps, taking a lot of right steps, and he helped kind of guide you through. What were some of the things early on for you with, uh, with Design works with, with your own stuff, with, with building that out, what were some of the things early on that, that, that you learned along the way that you were like, whoa, I didn't realize that that was going to hit me so hard?
1: <laughs> where do you want me to start?
0: Yeah, man, all right. So all right, let, let me ask that in a different way. What's, what's the biggest <laughs> slip-up that you've made in terms of getting started to where you are now, uh, and what did you learn about it from there?
1: Being too nice and being too naive.
0: Tell cool. Tell me about
1: that. Um, you know, youngsters, teenagers—you know—we're all young. Once upon a time, we all go to college, we all go and sow our seed and do our thing and have a good time, and blah blah blah. We think we know the world. Um, some people are blessed to have a little bit of more swagger than others. Um, but I think that was one of the biggest things. You th- you come out of school and you feel that you know. You know you're the, the bee's knees, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and the next best thing to, since sliced bread, and you quickly learn that uh, there's a lot of sharks out there. You get eaten. You can get eaten up pretty quick, right? right. So uh, that was the biggest thing, the naivety, and just kind of like you know over the years, it doesn't. It takes time, right? You have to it, that uh, famous uh, saying, a, a well seasoned professional. I know they say it's overused, but uh, it does have some truth to it.
0: Right. So your yeah. early days were, you were saying naive, as in... Uh, not- just, you
1: know, thinking you know it all, you know. Yeah, sure. um, I know it all. I'm young. I'm single, ready to mingle, you know, out in the scene, doing my thing, right? I got networking, making money, things are happening, you know, top of the world. And, uh, you know, but there's always somebody you think you, you're you good. There's always somebody that's better than you out there. And, yeah, right. and sometimes they're going to, you're going to buck up on them and you're going to be taught a hard lesson. Right. And God works in mysterious ways. So um, that's kind of what happened really, to be honest with you. I have to yeah, yeah. in that way. But, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you see all these things out there, the art of the deal. Unfortunately, they, you know the donkey talks about it quite a bit. Mr. Trump, He's been kind of going on a little bit, you know, a little bit kind of of sideways a little bit, but, you know, things like that, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff. There was an amazing
0: book before he became president, The the Art of the DLL. Yeah,
1: it 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 it. is. And the actual philosophy behind it, it it, it is, you know, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, There's some books out there that kind of like, you know, help you um but you go through situation i think the best thing is is you have to go through it you know and mm. i think each and every person um is gonna have their own they're gonna have their own experiences you know what i mean
0: and they um, have to along the way like they have to yeah. have that experience they can't just read about it you know they have my to- dad used to
1: sit there and laugh at me all the time he's like you're a joker dude you're a freaking clown he's like you need to harden up you know what i mean you're too nice you're too this you got and I'll be like, Dad, it would it, be too hard, you relax, I can't be like that with my clients, you know? And he's like, you need to, he yeah. just sit there, he goes, I don't even know what to do, like, knock his head, he would be like, oh my gosh, you're a clown. You know what I mean? But exactly. I actually was a clown. You can see what he was trying to say. I was a clown. I actually was, right? Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. But too, you, you know too much, you're young, you, you know too much. Yeah. Um, but you learn, you know, you you, you grow, you learn, and that's the the most amazing part is that um, admitting your faults. I think that's a big thing behind like becoming a better person and realize and realizing, becoming a better leader, becoming a better businessman. Yeah, running a business, it's not easy, you know. It, um, accepting your faults, admitting where you're wrong, taking responsibility—it's it's huge. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um,
0: and definitely not yeah. something that
1: you can read about. No, you got to go through it. You got to dig the trenches, and that's the thing. Like my dad used to say to me, he goes, "You know, you, you guys, I don't understand. You guys come out here from school. You guys think you're big shooters, you know?" He goes, "No one becomes a VP or a president or CEO for no reason." He goes, "You got to dig the trenches first. That's it. I don't give. A, I don't give two hoots if you got a, a piece of paper behind you. You know what I mean? Let's 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 see you dig the trenches, work your way up. Yeah, that's how you're gonna do it. Nice, right? So, so was business a struggle for you at the beginning? Actually, business was—it um, was so easy at the beginning, and I didn't even realize because I was so damn naive. Right, right. Just because you're blind by the light.
0: No, right. okay. So you're doing things that you wouldn't—that the fear didn't even
1: touch you. No, yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm getting the work coming in. It's happening. You know, I shot myself in the foot. I learned a lesson. Like, I had a big not a big mouth, but like again being naive. Yeah. Too nice. Yeah, hey, yeah. you know hey. Hey, Mr. Director, I got I could help you out here. I could do this. I could do that. You know, and uh the director comes in one day and says, you know what? Business model's changing around here. Appreciate all the stuff that you've done for us. But out of your team, you got one of the biggest salaries there. And you're the only guy that's going to survive. The rest of them, we get rid of any of them, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, adios. Have a good day. Appreciate your time. <laughs> good luck so on the next one. And um, we'll talk to you later. And yeah. <laughs> it was actually not even about a month and a half later, the CEO of the company called me up and said, you know what? We want to bring you on to do all of the. Uh, Sales modules for our sales team in in, in an interactive uh, way so that they can present it to their clients and nice. they helped me start. That's what actually helped me start off my company. I shot myself in the foot, but because I networked well, I got a good rapport. People, you don't burn bridges. You right. Know, try to have, be grateful. Try to have a good vibe with people. You get a lot right. further with a little bit of honey than you can with a little bit of salt. But I ended up, you know, playing. Coming back to me, and that's they were the ones that brought me on from you know working in an agency at first to getting the boot to a couple months later, and boom, there we go. That's where Designworks Media Group started.
0: Was that your first client? Was the your old employer your first client, or had you had like you had six weeks? Did you have a client in between there?
1: See, um, to be honest with you, I'll be totally transparent with you. I know it's many years. I hope the statute of limitations are passed or whatever the case is, but um. At that point in time, um, you know, within being compliant, of course, that's sure. the number one thing you want to do, um, yeah. and making sure that you're not signing, you're not doing anything um, illegal or um, unethically. Because one thing in the digital media industry, it's such a new industry. There's no code of ethics, really. Yeah, sure. and that's that's a, that's a big issue is amongst the industry is that, that you, you, there's no there's no like kind of solid ground where you know you're going to be good. It's just all over the place. Mm. So um, I had a lot of the sales force at the company that obviously was going out and seeing different clients with GTA that had other needs. Yeah, um, You know, we need, we need brochures. We need, you know, at that time print was kind of like, it was starting to, Sink, but they're just trying to, like, get Still trying to keep it alive? Right? (laughs) So, like, the smaller businesses would probably use print media to help them out, right? So it was stuff that wasn't that what Toronto.com actually did, right? It was stuff that these guys saw a need that their clients were needed. And, hey, you know what? When you're young, you hustle. You do what you can entrepreneur you hustle yeah you got a rapport with them you go for a couple of drinks you blah 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 blah. hey son i got a guy that needs hey send him on right so you know yeah i could have been called a little bit of a douchebag by by moonlighting but it was still being compliant with what i was doing for the company for sure and what it was, right? And you so, know what,
0: like, everybody starts that way, I think. Uh, everybody has that kind of side hustle and, you know, and then they realize that this is something that I can do outside of the scope and, you know, starts that. And I, I can certainly relate, like, you know, back into 10 or 12 years ago, like working nights and working weekends and doing other things outside of the scope. But as I said, you know, keeping everything the right way it should be, but um, getting started yeah. on the side for sure. Do you remember, Sonny, the, uh, the first time you realized that you were in over your head? You went, oh, my God, I don't know how I'm going to get through these days. Like, you you need you needed staff. You needed somebody to help you out with the, the business pieces. Do you remember that time?
1: Do I remember that time?
0: <laughs> it didn't break you. It didn't break you. So you, it must have made you. You know,
1: um, I went through that today. Nice. All right. There you go. I go through it. Um Every so often I go through it, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: what's, what's your model to move through that now?
1: Keep positive. Okay. Get your head out your arse. Yep. Admit your faults. You can lie to anybody else out there. Don't lie to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, everybody knows what... We all know. At we the do. End of
0: the day. The, we all yeah, know. When you
1: look in the mirror, you know. And I apologize in advance for using a little bit of foul language that people may not appreciate. But excuses are like a holes. Yep. We all have one. That's truth, right? So doing that, and then when you know that, and you realize that, and 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 you say to yourself, you know what? Yeah, make it better. Mm-hmm. Do it right, Do it. and 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 slowly but surely, things just. Work out. As long as you say the path. As long as you deliver. Right. Like, work. Battle. Capability. Battle through it. Battle through it. Battle through it. Right? Admit your mistakes. Know you messed up. Yep. Right? But don't beat yourself up about it. Admit it. See it. Know it. Do it. Cool. Let's go. Move on to the next <coughs> one. So, right? you mentioned, Sonny,
0: you mentioned that... Um, uh, you know, this, starting on the side doing a couple of brochures or whatever, where where the other company wasn't wasn't into that space, you were taking that work on. Do you mm-hmm. still take on every job, or are you are you specific now in the in the in the delivery for your clients?
1: We look at ourselves as a one-stop digital media boutique. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can't. We don't do. We do one. I do one thing, and I do it well. But I've got a team of people that can do other things very, very well and mm-hmm. have great credentials behind them,
0: mm.
1: right? But we don't have the typical model, right? So I can't do everything on my own. I got to – if I'm going to be a successful business, mm. you got to pass out the responsi- other responsibilities that were right. – to the people who are good at doing it. Yeah, for sure. Right? But find the people that are good at it, at doing it and being able to work with them takes Oof. a long damn time, man.
0: You have um, – how big is your team now, Sonny?
1: Sorry? How big is your team now? we got about eight people working with us now. All right. right. We keep it small. We don't want to be big. We don't want to get too stupid. Um, again, because then clients become numbers.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, makes sense.
1: And, yeah, if I was greedy. And I want to be the well, likes sort of like a lot of the bigger, bigger corporates out there. I won't mention any names. Um, I can be kind of cold, and, and but again, that naivety comes back in. But by probably why I didn't do it. Yeah. It like, but uh, we don't want to be like that. We want to kind of have that kind of relationship. I think that you can get a lot further with existing clients, and you can't try to chase new clients all the time, right? right seeing them grow, seeing them have success, building that trust with them, they're willing to spend more money with you as well. And our business kind of in the end of the day, it's a, it's a results-driven business. Yeah, sure. People aren't going to spend money with you if you ain't ma- making them money straight mm-hmm. up. Absolutely. Right.
0: So you you focus, uh, I mean, once you have a client inside of the DesignWorks infrastructure, you, you're doing everything for them in terms of their growth, you know, like making sure that they've got new campaigns coming through?
1: It it really depends. Like, you know, it's, it's so different, honestly, Walt. Like, it just, it's all over the map. Like, we'll have clients who are in the middle of trying to, like, they've maybe rolled out a campaign, they've seen they've had no success, and then they're trying to correct it, and they're just going through, like, button heads with who they're working with and then money becomes an issue and then it's like they're stuck right they basically the agency has them by the Mm colonias right um then so you know do i charge like a lawyer does to start you know they want to talk to you they want advice how do i get out of it what do i do like you're not charging for any of that stuff right yeah um but a lot of them they come and they They've gone they've gone through a bad bad moment, right? Yeah. And yeah. they want to make get more out of their money at the end of the day. Yep. Yeah. Right? They they yeah, they they need a moment of clarity pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we're there to help them.
0: And, uh, and uh, in delivering that, that help in getting them out of a sticky situation, like they'll, they'll come across, you'll get them as a client longer term, like be able to work on the next campaign with them or, or whatever. And
1: that's the thing, it's longevity for us, right? It's, sure. you know, and we've had clients that, we, uh, you know, even recently, I lost the client that we've had probably for like 13 years.
0: Wow. So this is going
1: to be painful, but why did you lose them? Because we had, I was over in the Middle East at, at the time, you know, directing and like working on a startup over there and helping with a guy from some other print media director guy that was working out there. So like I said, we like to keep it very personal with our clients, not just be a number. And because, you know, and that kind of, kind of bit me in a way. Right, Because they had that rapport and that, that being able to get in touch with us at any time and that really kind of babysitting, you know what I mean, cradling them, making them feel good and whatever. When they didn't have it, it was like, no. you know, I don't know We if we can, like, I, I'm not enjoying this. It's really right, different.
0: right, right. They had that withdrawal.
1: Right. The performance was amazing. They didn't want to do it, but they wanted to be spoiled a little bit more. Right, right. And, of course, I wanted to spoil them, and, and, of course, I wanted to keep them. But there's some times where you just need to part ways. Yeah, right. right. When you're not appreciated and you show them a lot of success, um, I'm still talking to you. One second. Oh, no, um, you're good, man. You show them a lot of success, and you bring really interesting models to them. <laughs> One second.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, sure, man. Uh, you know, you, you bring these models to them, you, you see them, uh, you know, you see the company grow. You see it going from like a, a medium-sized business to a large-scale operation, and you don't really, you know, they went they went from like a 15,000-square-foot warehouse to like a 60,000 square foot warehouse. Wow. All with one, just, it was, again, networking. Yeah. He had a friend that had an issue where they were keeping used forklifts that were already gone through like their, you know, their tenor and sitting in the back of the warehouse. Warehouse is getting filled. What do we do? Right. Right. Hey, well, why don't we start an auto trader for, material handling equipment boom right cleared out right oh my gosh you know now that's where the trust builds up oh my gosh this is amazing oh my gosh what have you done but then you don't see the appreciation down the road right Right. and over the years you know I think any successful entrepreneur you have to get to a point where you you have to know you're good at what you do. yep Ain't no half step.
0: for it accordingly,
1: right? So, um, you know, we did that. Um, We lost them because he wanted. He didn't have that babysitting. He wanted to have that. Somebody else kind of came in the way. Decided to work with with them, and that's that's fine. I know what I we can do. We we know we're good at what we do. Yeah, yeah. They'll come back. They will come back, and they did, and they did come back. Nice. Right. And, cool. nice. and, and when they did come back, well, this is the way it is. And, and they didn't like it. So then you just go your own way and we go our own way. Do you? And then nice. now you see what, what's going on and what they're doing, what they're spending compared to what they could have had.
0: Comes back to you. Nice. So have you, so losing that, as I said, that was a, that's a painful experience because you'd lost a client that you'd had for 13 years. Do you, uh, do you have different things in place now with the clients that you're bringing on board to kind of prevent that that babysitting coming up again? Or is that something that you pride yourself on? Is that something that you really have as an ethos within the DesignWorks framework?
1: We pride ourselves on being able to be personal like with our clients, right? Nice, nice. Play fair with us, we will play fair with you. Beautiful. Right? When you want to step out of bounds, there may perhaps be a gross misconduct that you're going to have to deal with. Which would be
0: not working with you and not getting the results that they need.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Uh, You know, we need them just as much as they need us. Sure. Right? That should be the way it works. We want their money just as much as they, we want to show them a successful campaign. But when they're not playing fair and what's right is what's right and what's wrong is what's wrong, And, you know, over the years, it took me a lot of years. It probably took me about a good, like, five, six years to realize certain, like, policies and procedures, certain things that I need to do to protect myself as an agency and Mm -hmm. protect my people that I'm paying. There's certain stuff, like, you can't, you don't learn that in school. Yeah. Because a lot of sharks out there, they can get you in every different kind of way there's so many different ways you got to learn. It. You got to go through
0: it. Yeah.
1: Right. So uh, I think that's where like, I can, you know, I you mean, I can see
0: you sitting around the table the same way as your dad did with you talking to your son saying, say, you're a clown. You have to go through this now that you've got the lessons that you've
1: learned. You know, I got, I got an amazing daughter. She's my eldest. uh And two, I got two sons. Um They're all about two. They're all two years apart. So I got Soleil, six years old, Soren, four years old coming on to four and um, Saxon coming on to two. And for me, um, you know, I see it as, I see raising children as a business. Tell me about that. It's it's the quarters, four quarters. Nice. Right. Zero to four, four to eight, eight to 12, 12 to 16. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever you and can show post, them and teach them. briefing. <laughs> whatever you can show them and teach them in those years, love the, whatever you can do in those years, yeah that's what's gonna be their foundation that's what they're gonna go Because you know what happens when they start becoming teens. teens ain't easy, right, but whatever you can show in those years, that's what's going to rate kind of their success mm. You know what I mean yeah, and yeah. that's how I see I see raising my children, yeah no
0: I agree with you I've got two myself so I, I, I agree do you um uh, working for yourself working you know having the role that you have obviously there's a lot of demands on your time do you find that uh, do you find that there's a conflict between family life and business life or or have you managed to balance that pretty well
1: there is the only conflict I have is I beat myself up too much yeah tell me right. um, you know could I always do a little bit better. I could always do a little bit better. Sure. Could I could always yeah. do a little bit ah, maybe. But someone's got to make the money. That's it. Right? Um, so having an equal work-life balance, I think um, exercise is a big, 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 big thing. I, I have a, I, you know, my dream originally was to be a professional ice hockey player. So I play ice hockey. I've played ice hockey all my life. I'll play ice hockey till I can't walk anymore.
0: I saw that on, your, on your, uh, your bio, that you're a coach, yeah. that you're a player. That
1: Yeah, so it's big for me. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, being exercise, keeping yourself kind of mentally in check at all times yeah. it, it
0: goes a long ways. It can't do any harm. So what's what's your what's your daily routine then, Sunny? Like what what's a day in the life of Sonny Mango?
1: Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, I saw a thing the other night. What was it? It was five AM, the hour when legends are either going to sleep or getting up. So I have clients all over the world, right? Globally. Um And with how our business works, we do, you know, we have the whole marketing strategy and digital media activations and rollouts. We do the creative side. We also do like hosting and development and and whatnot, which is another, like our other team that does that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, My business partner is involved in that side of the business. That's what he heads. Right. And that's the background he comes from, but it works really well. But, he also does his – he has his things as well that like he does, right, with his clients and whatever. So we, we, have, we have a good model, and I'm up pretty much 24 hours a day, to be honest with you. Wow. I know that I have to get for my health and my wellness and my strength and to be able to be around for my children for a while because I started off a little late, a little bit of a late bloomer. Right? I was having a little bit too much fun sometimes. Right but um, you know, I know how many hours of sleep I need to get mm-hmm. And when you work globally and you work all over the world and you've been like I've been in different regions of the world for a lot a lot of my life, traveled a lot of places, you really kind of don't see the whole day as normal like I, what we, they would say quote unquote normal people would. You know because um, I'm up whatever time I need to be if my clients and that's what my clients really appreciate. the fact that I have a client in South Africa, I have a client in the UK. I have a client in Oman. I have a client like in Qatar they, if they call and they're like they're eight, nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours ahead of me, their business hours start at like eight nine in the morning. That's right. They don't want to talk to my developer. They don't want to talk to my sales rep. They don't want to talk to. I apologize. I'm not trying to be in any way racist in any way, shape or form, but what goes on and it does cause, but they don't want to be talking to somebody where there's a language barrier that someone in another country that is running a call center and they're just a number. Yes. Right.
0: Especially
1: when you're putting out like, these people are spending a lot of money on these projects. You you have to have a little bit of class and understand, right? If you want to do it right, and I and that's that's where we differ from most yeah. of the agencies is that the way I, the cloth that I'm cut from, right? I'm focused on my clients' needs. I'm not focused on my clients' wallets. Got it. Right. If my clients call me at four o'clock in the morning. I'm up at it nice. just because I'm a CEO or a founder of a company that doesn't make me shit. My bosses are all my clients. And if I, and, and I don't have any expectations from them. Right. But if they need me, I'm going to show them, I'm going to be there for them. Right. I'm going to be responsive. Mm. I'm going to have the responsibility to get the stuff done. Mm. Right. Mm. Simple, and they they're happy. I'm happy. Invoice goes out. They pay.
0: Happy days. Everybody wins. So, how does that how does that impact then? Like, how do you get to play? How do you get to be out on the ice when that's the case? Do you do you set aside a certain amount of time for a downtime, or like how do you manage that?
1: I have an amazing wife, first and foremost. Um, God bless her soul. She's an amazing, 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 amazing woman. And, like they say, behind every great man is an even better woman, right? Um, so, we don't, um, you know, we, 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 we handle it, we juggle it. And right. she probably knows that if I don't go home and play hockey, that she's going to be sitting with an old prick in the house. Right.
0: So, you got to let that out.
1: Well, yeah, but yeah, so it's something you do, it's something you've always done. And it, 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 it Right, and then when she wants to go and get her space, you know it works well. She, you're allowed to have your own lives as <laughs> I something to talk about when you come home, yeah. right? Yeah. And and that's just the way it works around here, right? Cool. And and it's wellness. It's, it's a wellness thing at the end of the day, right? Nice.
0: I like it, Sonny. Can I ask you from from an agency point of view? I talk about this a lot with with some of the superstars, the rock stars that we've had come on to the show, that the, the barrier for entry to being a digital agent is so low. In other words, you know, anybody can just say, hey, today I'm starting my digital agency. What do you think... Uh, what do you think about that in terms of anybody can get started? And and what advice would you give to somebody who's in that space? Where they like, they may have some skills in some some areas, digital marketing specifically, and they they want to go out, they want to start their own agency. What advice would you give to that
1: person at that point in time? Anyone, <clears throat> I mean anyone. <clears throat> if you put your mind to something, you can do it. Mm-hmm. All right. It don't matter what little you know and what. And I appreciate what you're saying, Well, Trust me, you have a lot of, I, I, I'm, I agree with you 100% with what you're saying. Yes. And with all of those factors put into play, don't limit yourself. We're all human beings. We are all smart people. We all do what you love. And if you love doing that, you will succeed. I but see. what you need to do is you need to create and find a good team. Rule number one? Rule number one. You can't do everything by yourself. You will, If you want to be a narcissistic fool and you want to think that you're going to do it all by yourself and be macho, 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 it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. you already lost the game. You, you, you already... Build your team. Have the people that are good at what they do, do what they do. Trust in them. That's the thing. Finding a good team, it ain't that easy. And where you make the money is when you become a good leader running that team. Right? You have to have the trust. You have to have the people that no matter what, you've put them in that place and entrusted them to do that job. They trust you. You have a a good balance, you're gonna to have tough times, you're gonna have good times, but the thing is, being able to get over it and come back as mature human beings, deal with the matter, don't have no animosity, work through it, go with it. Tell me if you don't build a good team,
0: psh, no. You already There's lost. You I like, I like you what, what you said there, you already lost the game. So, yeah. somebody that's starting out, Sunny, like, I'm, I'm picturing somebody right now, they're in the car, they're listening to this podcast, you know, they're on their way to the job that they've been working at for 10 years, but they finally want to go out on their own. And they're, they're hearing you. They're saying, you know, all right, team, 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 I need to get my team together. Is it is it necessary to go out and hire five people straight away? Tell me about that. Like, how should somebody build that team initially?
1: There's no I in team. Your team could be your wife. Your team they're could right. be your mom. Your team could be your son. Your team could be your mom. Your team could be... Your it's your team you don't go why would you go do that that would, you know and that's one thing I love about sport in general because it taught me so much right and I'm so blessed that I had the ability and the love and my dad had the money to be able to put me into hockey mm. which is not it's not it's not a it's a pretty expensive sport to play. Right. But it taught me so much. Mm-hmm. And, and be, it, that was once where I taught me about leadership, you know, going and hiring people. And that's the thing. I, they, these guys at these agencies, these, these so-called shooters, they just sit there, hey, you know, who do you have? Your wife, <laughs> they laugh. But it's because it's this whole like facade. You yeah, know, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta have a front. Yeah. Yeah. You don't work smart. Don't work hard. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Do you have a philosophy on outsourcing versus internal team?
1: <laughs> I won't outsource anymore. No. Okay. All right. All right. I won't do it. I won't, I, I won't do it because what well, depends if it's outsourcing it depends on what it is and depends on how you're stating the word of outsourcing because outsourcing is a very general.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm talking about a specific skill set that you need for a specific project at a specific time uh, to bring that expert into the team for, for a one-off rather than look to add that person to the team on an ongoing basis.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the outsourcing is, is good that way. I mean, that's the way I got to where I am today. Yeah, of course. People big, people outsourcing their marketing to you. Yeah, I'm a small fish in the big sea, right? Mm-hmm. So the big sharks are saying, you know what, we, we different budgets that they're playing with at the time, you know, not knowing, but I'm getting the work. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with outsourcing in that sense. Right. But I I find what happens is because of greed, right? And that is what a lot of people, unfortunately, in this society today is, is so much freaking greed that they will go and send their outsourcing to a, a place where the, the labor is next to nothing. Yeah. Right? So now you don't, now you're paying, yes, you, you buy it cheap, you buy it twice, but yeah you know, there's language barriers. There's this, people are smart. Just because they have a, they're they're paying, you're you're paying them half the amount of money. They're still going to find a way to to get you. Mm -hmm. It it, it ruins the, the project. It takes a lot more time to roll out the activation. The client gets frustrated. We're frustrated. They're frustrated. No one gets anywhere. Yeah. Right. So that's my kind of, but if you're dealing with somebody like, who has a third party app or something that you can plug in that's going to help you as an outs as that's kind of thought as an outsource,
0: yeah.
1: right? Yeah, finding a company like that that helps you from what they provide to be able to scale that business's projects forward easily, right? That's what you want to use. You want to be smart and find something that you can have there that for future that you can scale up with them?
0: okay so uh they, they become they become partners rather than just contractors yeah because in a financial sense but you know in, in terms of ongoing work in terms of shared uh, workload and, and growth and visions and and that kind of stuff as well building a team yeah nice yeah very cool dude if you if you lost everything like company shut down client base is gone take you put you in another country and get you to start again. What would be your first five moves?
1: Are you Are talking on a professional side or are you talking about family and business? No,
0: no, no. Family comes with you. Family comes with you. I'm talking only professional stuff. Like, as you said, like you've, you've been, you've had too many times of good times and that kind of stuff before. No, family comes with you. Uh, I've had real rough times too. No, 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 doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Right? Um, I'm just staying on a professional level. Like, let's, let's take you off. Let's take you out of Toronto. Like you lose the company that you have, uh, the client list that you have. You take with you your skill set and your knowledge, the family, of course. And We pop you down somewhere and we say, now you've got to start again. Let's put you, let's put you in, I don't know, Munich or somewhere like that and say. Let's, let's,
1: let's, press, let's, let's, let's press in Muscat Online.
0: Let's do that. Okay. Well, no, you've got too many contacts in Muscat Online. Circa,
1: circa 2012. No, wait, circa, circa 2012, Muscat Online. All right. Sonny Mangit lands in Muscat Man. He's been uh, recruited out there to work with a guy that comes from Wonder Man Agency, who's a big creative director from there who has a big print background. Mm-hmm. So Sonny Mangit comes down to be recruited as the digital basically had the digital side of the business on a company called We Network. You do your work, you go down there, you negotiate everything, everything happens, it works out, and you you move. You move your whole family. You you grab a 20-foot container, you move your whole life, you shift your whole life to another country. You get there, and you find out your business partner's funneling money out of the company. Nice. No, <laughs> that'd, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, first thing, first five things I would do. Tell me. When you get on the ground, you start networking.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Build your network. Find the expat community that you want to be involved in, or find the people that you want to kind of be involved with. Start to network. Get out there, get on the golf course. If there's a. You know, and a lot of times it depends where you are. You know, you, if we're talking about Muscat, you go to the Australian embassy, mm-hmm. or you go to the British embassy, or you go to the Canadian embassy. You start getting involved, start to meet people, start to get your name up, put yourself out there, put mm-hmm. yourself out.
0: Nice. Right. Okay. So that's that's week one. You've got involved. You're at the communities. You're you're talking to people. You're meeting people. You're setting up a lunch. You're having a coffee with some people. Okay.
1: Move one done. Week two. Second thing, once you've done that, start your meetings. Get get try to start to focus on what can these people, what do I need to close on with these people? What are their needs? What do they need to do? How can I build a strategy around it? How can I get in? What do and they need and how I can I problems? problems? How can I show them? Because I know I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm telling them what I'm doing. I want to show them now. Yeah. Right? Talk is cheap, right? Get in there. Find their problems. How can I fix their problems? What is it that they need? Schmooze with them, right? And then that's at that point, you start to understand that where they are, what their problems are, what they've gone through. And usually, a lot of them aren't too worried about the work at hand. It's about the relationship that they have with the person, the trust. Always feeling that like they're maybe take, getting a little bit someone's getting a little extra scoop of ice cream here and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And and if you can't have trust, you, sure. you're not gonna be able to work with a person. Got it. Right? So move Go.
0: two, done. Like you've 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 got involved, you've you've integrated yourself into a network quickly. You've started to meet some people, have those meetings, find okay. out what their needs are. But it ain't that easy. There's a lot of shoot shitters out there, right?
1: Absolutely. A lot of guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of that. But get in there, get yourself out there, put yourself out there. Once you put yourself out there, follow up on that stuff. Nice. Okay. So move number three: fulfill your promises. Follow up. Right. Got it. Gonna, you might get shot down. You might get shot down by all of them except for one person. Hmm. Right. But that one person might end up bringing you back another six people.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So never ever take any any of those leads for granted. Mm -hmm. Embrace it, be grateful for it, do the best you can do with it because it can blossom into so much more stuff. And that's the thing I don't understand why people just go for that that quick one hit. Go and rob and screw them and get the money. Like I don't get it.
0: Yeah. You can
1: make so much more money by building that relationship, showing them the trust, being a credible person, Mm -hmm. right? They won't look to anybody else. Yeah. Even if they're gonna make another move with someone that can't do what you you can do, they're gonna come and consult with you and say, hey, what do you think? Are we doing the right thing? That's when you know right. you've got the trust. So for you're me, it's bad, not about the money. Yeah, yeah. It's integrity. You gotta have a little bit of integrity, man. Nice. It's gonna it. be all about money. Right?
0: I love it. I love it. So move number three is done. You've integrated, you've found out some needs, you've had some meetings, you're now following up with those people. Move number four.
1: Move number four, start to get yourself, once Once you've got, well, you know, hopefully be, between that time, I mean, depending on how much money you have, you're not going to have a lot of money perhaps unless you're like a big baller to start getting yourself branded and stuff like that. Yep. Right? But by I that time, that you're, probably, you're probably pretty damn close to closing the deal. Nice. Right? So once you start closing, you know you're getting there, start getting yourself branded. Start getting yourself, get the creative juices going. You know what I mean? Start – yeah, your digital
0: assets into, in place. Get yeah, all the kind yeah, of absolutely. the, the show that kind of stuff going on.
1: Because once that, because you don't know if uh, if Joe Smith over there that you just, that's about to give you that check, you don't know if he's already talked to you know Billy Smith and Tom Ferguson and Wendell Clark over at the golf course and said, "Hey, I got a new guy here. that I'm gonna be doing some stuff with you guys. Got to check him out." Right before so, you know it,
0: you get. Could- you got another five people asking for your business card.
1: And then all of a sudden now you're like, oh shit, I can't take on all this work. What the hell am I going to do?
0: Oh. Right, That's right, it. right. So now we're up to move number five. This is a good place to be in. Is now move number five the time you're assembling your team?
1: And once you got, you no, know, you, you should already have guys that you know before you even getting into the game that got you know you can just pick up the phone and say, you know what, time has come. Yep. This need out. Yeah, yeah. let's you work. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on this. You ready? All right, cool. Let's do this. Yeah, that's right? work your way. All right. Now your integrity is built so much because the people that you have told that you're going to bring the work to, now they're like, oh, damn, this guy's a man of his words. He actually, he actually lives up to his deals. Right? And this is great. And then the client, it's just a win-win situation. That's simple. You know, people try to confuse things too much. I think trying to keep things simple is the most important thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Greed.
0: And Just by the way, as we, as we read about the Wii Network back in 2012, Muscat, oh man, Sonny Mangad lands there, and before you know it, <laughs> finding out that his business partner was funneling money, he ends up with clients like Mazda, Toyota, Kia, Nabble Biscuits. Like that is some impressive, uh, some impressive moves that were made there. Sonny, and I, the I saw so appreciate-
1: association. All these clients. Are, so what happened was Mazda, I got. So- that's the amazing part is that we were with We Network and he had the Bill Biscuits. We were trying to do the Mazda deal when I started to not uh, like I'm not getting paid. I got rent to pay. I got stuff. I, I got put food on the table. What's going on here, man? Right. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you: you're not getting paid. You start getting a little pissed off, so you're not going to be showing up at the office at nine o'clock in the morning, right? Because the night before. Because you're you're younger and you're a little bit more naive, and, and you don't really know how to deal with your problems. Sometimes you're up at night drinking a bottle of rum or drinking a bottle of whatever it is. So you can't, you know, when you're pissed and you don't wake. Yeah, that's right? what happens when you don't
0: have
1: the the integrity. Come right? It's a it, it's a real bad trickle effect, and it happened. And but luckily, again, the networking side of it is what helped me there because. Being in the expat community, playing ice hockey, starting to develop ice hockey there, this, that, and the other. I ended up meeting an American guy who helped draw up the labor line in mine. So wow. here I am in a foreign country. I don't know my P's from my Q's. I don't know what my rights. I don't know. Right? And by chance. The right person. In a pub, having yeah. a pint. Wow. Right? And he's like, you know, shooting the shooting the breeze, shooting the yeah, man. And, hey, come to my office on Monday. Who, what do you mean? Come on, I'll tell you what your rights are.
0: Wow.
1: You paying me 150 reals, equivalent of like four hundred and fifty dollars, I'll give I'll tell you what your rights are. Wow. This man helped me out, right? Dissolved it. Found out, figured it out, didn't do nothing, you know, whatever. What's done is done. can't change it. I'm not going to spend more money on that. But with that, I built myself some integrity. So Mazda, Oman Football Association, all these other clients, I got I got on my own. So you cool. go. Right? Just because through a trust, having that trust and that air mentality, you do a good job for somebody, they're they going to talk. They're going to talk. They're going to talk.
0: And the phone starts to ring. Mate, I love it. Sonny, I've taken so much of your time, dude, and I'm so grateful. Um, man, I'll your good.
1: story- One you more questions. I'm all good.
0: man. I'll you're amazing. To... I absolutely love it. Your um, your story is so cool, man. Like starting from, from where you've gone and you can actually see, like I said at the beginning, like you can see from the start that your passion from the creative point of view has been huge, even coming through that Cornell space and then being able to work with some of the biggest brands and biggest companies in the world and building to where you are now. And at the same time, keeping the family, keeping the balance and keeping the, the focus on delivery for the client and the integrity of that moving forward. I can completely see how you've got to where you are today and how design works media has got to where it is right now. So guys, again, this is Sonny Mangat. He's from designworks.ca. He is an absolute legend and a rock star, dude. I cannot thank you enough for your time. You're
1: absolutely amazing. Oh, I appreciate mercy, it, man. Thank you. Just right back at you, man. Right back at you, you know, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, man. I'd love to do this again if you ever have some time, man.
0: Love to, man. Love to. Let's, let's get together and talk about the future. I appreciate it, man. Again, guys, this is Andy Mangat, and appreciate your time, dude. We'll catch up with you soon. All
1: right, man. Bless up.